Welcome to our first episode of All Time Glow. I am Allison. And I'm Robin. We have Haley with us today, but first, I just want to talk about, Robin and I have been wanting to do a podcast for a long time. Um, we put a salon together, and we've got a pretty large team, little under 30 girls on our team, and we have just been like throwing around the idea of having a podcast for like a year now. And here we are in the middle of this pandemic, we're quarantined, and we figured what better time to like start something that you usually don't have time to work on, right? Everybody's yeah. like at home, painting their living room, refinishing their coffee tables. And we were like, let's do our podcast. Like we're stuck at home. So is everyone else. Let's we, be honest, you just went and bought all the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> went and bought nothing. I went on my went and bought, Yeah, so that was like, that was yeah. helpful. Yeah. Pulled the trigger. And then. Yeah. Pulled the trigger, decided let's order this podcast stuff. So we ordered it. We actually don't even have it yet. We obviously can't do any in-person interviews. So we were like, let's just hop on Zoom, start the podcast raw and real in my living room. Mm-hmm. And so here we are. So, but positive things aren't the only thing that come with quarantine, right? So obviously there are some perks of being stuck in our houses and our living rooms we can work on these things that we always want to work on eat dinner as a family and stuff like that but also there's some down downsides right so i don't think that's not right <laughs> but there are not just perks to quarantine obviously we are all stuck in our houses for a not so happy reason um and so we're going to talk to Haley about how quarantine and this pandemic has affected her in a negative way We miss you too. Crazy, crazy. We're in my living room. I love it. It's so clean. <laughs> it only looks like this for a second. <laughs> the kids out so we could do this. I love it. Yeah. All right. So craziness planning a wedding in the middle of a pandemic. That's got to be really crazy. Yeah, it's definitely been a, a turn of events. Let's just say that. Oh my goodness. All right. So let's just jump right in. So, um. Tell us about how you and Brett met. Yeah, so we met um, in 2013. My best friend from high school actually went to college with him. Brett was studying criminal justice. And when I met him, I was in hair school. And then um, he just joined the police academy. And we like kind of talked every once in a while. But um, if I'm being honest, he was really horrible at texting so I just kind of lost interest <laughs> typical guy yep yeah right hey he actually still had like a flip phone when we met so <laughs> you're like you need an iPhone if you're getting- I know I like how do you text like with like keep hitting the same button to get to like the different numbers <laughs> I'm, I kind of missed that number that was fun <laughs> yeah, I got good at it was it at least a razor <laughs> yeah 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 I think so <laughs> yeah so um he was super shy too, and I'm just really not used to like guys that are like really sweet and quiet and take their time, I guess. So um, fast forward through like a few relationships and a few heartbreaks, and we reconnected um, on Halloween back at Ferris. We both had actually graduated and were in our careers at that point. And Brett moved back to the east side of the state, and I was still in Grand Rapids. 
And um, honestly, like, I kind of thought I had my whole life planned out at that point. And I was getting an apartment in Grand Rapids. And then we reconnected um, on Halloween and everything just like went a whole different way. He, he told me that he was gonna wait like three days or whatever that rule was to like talk to the, to like the girl or whatever. I didn't like know that was a rule. So literally I dropped him off at his friend's like um, apartment at Ferris. And when I got home, I like messaged him saying like I had so much fun. And he was like, uh, you know, like you're supposed to wait a few days. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, we just started, like, talking and hanging out, and then um, I was like, oh, we should, like, get together. I really want to go to Ikea, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, I <laughs> started, like, planned, like, um, to go to Ikea, and he was it was like weird. So he was like, are you sure you still want to come? Like it's a far drive. And I was literally like already an hour into my drive, like on our first, like for our first date. And so I was like, oh great. Like if he doesn't want to hang out, like I'll just go to Ikea. Like it's no big deal. Like I just wanted to tell him. So we went on our date and it was great. And then we were long distance for a year, year and a half. I told him that he should look into like getting a house or something because renting was just kind of like expensive and the, his money wasn't going towards like anything great. And basically he said, well, if I buy a house, um, I want you to live here. And that was like really scary and um, a huge like leap of faith and lots of um, like asking my parents like if this is like really smart and like making sure that they like would support like my decision no matter what and um so yeah so I took that big leap of faith and I quit my job and moved here I guess um when I moved here I thought man we're gonna get engaged like right away blah 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 and it did not happen and so all this like planning of like a wedding that I had been doing for like years <laughs> waits three days waits three years. Yeah, literally uh like tried two years later after that, so we, um, at that point, we're, we've been dating for like four years, and I'm just like, okay, any day now. So you guys live together at this point, right? Mm -hmm. so you're waiting for him to propose, and then how did he propose? Yeah, so I had no idea. Um, he told me that I could not plan the trip or anything for him to propose. Like, he had to plan everything himself, so... I like to plan, so I'm like, great, this is literally gonna never happen. But um, actually, this is kind of like ironic. Um, he planned like a full day of like fake a cl fake clients on a Saturday, and um, then showed up to the salon and basically just said like, um, I called your boss and I canceled all your clients, and we're going up to like Mackinac and whatnot. So I was just kind of like oh my God, I'm getting engaged. Like this is so crazy. But I still like wasn't super sure because I thought we were getting engaged multiple times and it didn't happen. So, um, but he would make like funny little comments of like, oh, like the last time we've been on the island, we were dating. And I'm like, but we, but we still are dating. Like, what do you mean? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and then it was cool because he like packed all of my clothes. He probably packed like every single pair of shoes that I own. 
and he brought the dogs so that was really cool and then we just kind of um, walked on the island and we actually got engaged at the fort so like um, if you haven't been to the island um, it's like on top of like the hill that overlooks like the um I think it's like Michigan but it could be like here on one of the lakes that connects so um, he was just like let me go talk to these people that we met earlier. I know they're having lunch here, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. I like looked at the dogs. And I'm like, all right, this is happening now. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, he like proposed and before he could probably finish his whole like spiel, I was like, yes, yes, yes. So describe like the dream wedding that you were planning. Yeah, so I have um, five brothers and a sister. So I have like a really, really big immediate family. Um, it's very blended. And Brett comes from a very small family. He has one brother. And originally, like, we wanted to get married on Mackinac Island because it's just been so special to us. Like, we've gone to Mackinac Island every year since we've been together. And um, my grandma and I actually used to go to the island when I was younger. So it's just, like, a really special place. But then it got hard because my family's so large that we were cutting out a lot of people that were really important to us. And it was just really hard to like say no to people. So our intimate wedding turned into 130 people like really fast. Mm -hmm. And um, so we were planning this big wedding in Grand Rapids and um, it was super beautiful. Um, it was gonna be like a loft. So just like super like modern and industrial and just like, kind of like a little bit more of like a moody vibe. And I think I spent like 90% of the night staying up to like 1am like on Pinterest, like trying to find like inspiration and just like getting like all my ideas kind of like narrowed down because it was just like so many things like going through my mind. What was the theme that you're like your decorations? Did you have like your flowers picked out? Did you have like your, your, save the dates out, like describe the things that you kind of, like how deep you were into planning when the pandemic hit. Pretty much everything was done. Um, all of the, our deposits had been made. Um, I kind of jumped the like planning, like probably like, so we got engaged July 22nd, I think, or something like that. And I pretty much had everything planned by September. Um, everything was like already paid for and the second round of like payments. So we made all of our deposits. Um, and I would say, I think it was the end of February, um, our venue required us to pay the second half. So our venue was paid in full by the end of February, which was like a big chunk of like the money that we were paying out for the wedding. And then I would say not even like 20 days later, like everything hit, <laughs> hit the fan. And um, we'd already just, I literally just had ordered all of our wedding invitations. Maybe a little too um, proactive, maybe, but. Well, anybody who's planned a wedding, which Robin and I both have, knows that that is like the most exciting time of your life. You only get married once or that's the plan anyway. So like nobody wants to have to put all that work in. And then it just kind of fall apart and like go to go to nothing. And you have all this like money and time that you've invested. And then it's just like, 
I'm curious to know what emotions did you feel like take over and when did you feel them? Like, did this kind of just trickle and happen or was it kind of like an abrupt thing for you? And did you feel angry, sad? Yeah, were you in denial? When, basically when work closed, I was kind of like, it's inevitable. Like, this is a lot bigger than I think a lot of us like, like realize at first. And I just wouldn't let myself kind of go there. Like I just kept pushing it back and back. And then like being so like um, invested in planning and wanting everything to be as like perfect as I envisioned. I just kind of was talking to my mom and I'm like, I think we need to start making a plan B. Like I don't, I'm not good at living in like un certainty a lot like I like to feel like I have like some type of backup plan so um I kind of knew it was coming I didn't let myself emotionally go go there yet um and then I would say like I think it was like May 1st um we messaged the venue again and just was like what are our options and when we got the details for that, all the feelings just like hit me. And well, really quick, so so the salon closed down March 18th, right? That's when we decided, mm-hmm. like we were not forced to close yet, right? We were just kind of like, a few of the girls on our team were kind of like, don't really feel comfortable coming to work anymore. Like, I think I'm gonna take a couple weeks off. And looking back, it's so crazy because like, we really, and I'm pretty sure the rest of the world too, really thought like, oh, a couple weeks probably yeah. this will like blow over and we'll all go back to work. And, and July sounds so far away from March 18th. Like that's mm-hmm. the summer. <laughs> yeah. So when we closed the salon on March 18th and then a couple of days later, what was it like March 20th where we were mandated to shut down anyways. And then you're saying like, you didn't even really reach out to the venue until May 1st. You were probably like, that's, that's a long time to go by to, for it to all kind of sink in and realize like, wow, this is not a two week thing anymore. This is now like a two, three, four month thing. Well, you're probably waiting for them to to contact you and keep you updated. Like, Hey, this is what we're doing. This is just like give you a piece, some peace of mind and some, you know, direction. Uh, yeah. Like our videographer reached out to us like end of March. And I was just kind of like, gosh, like he's really like jumping the gun a little bit, but looking back, like, I'm probably most thankful that he did reach out and just said, like, hey, like, we're here for you. These are kind of what we're going by. Like, obviously, things can change at any moment, but just know, like, we're here for you. And, like, for, like, the venue to not do that, I was, I don't know, maybe I just had, like, high expectations, but, um, yeah, yeah, that didn't happen, so it kind of sucked. They can only do so many weddings a year. So it's not like they have like a million people to reach out to. We had like so many people a day to reach out to. It took like four hours, I think, to call one week yeah. of people. But it's yeah. just something you kind of do just to like, it was nice of them to say like, we were here for you. That's all you want to hear sometimes. I knew there were so many other weddings ahead of ours. So like, I I knew that like the the vendors and all that were dealing with like March, May, you know, and be mindful of them and give them their however much time they need to reach out to their. Yeah, exactly. Cause like July is still far out. So I know that you're like, let me let them deal with their spring weddings and then I'm right. sure they'll get to their summer weddings. Correct. Yes. It was kind of funny. So like I was super stressed the day that we, um, they just kind of 
knew that we had to, to cancel the wedding or postpone it. And um, I asked him, I go, how do you, like, how do you deal with your stress? Like, how, like, I feel like you don't ever stress. I was just like, like super mad. Like I was like irritated. Then I was like crying. And then I'm like, I feel nothing. So I'm just laying on the couch. And then I'm like, I want to eat a bunch of food. <laughs> like, I'm not just in my dress. Seriously, I know. I'm like, how am I gonna get my dress altered now? Like, it's just like so many things. Like, oh, like everything just like at once. And he's just like, you know, like I listen to music. Like, that's like what chills me out. I'm like, <laughs> so what things really helped you make a decision? Yeah. So, I guess just communicating, honestly. Um, like with. My mom, I just was just like, I, I put a lot on her, honestly, because I just, I've never been married, you know, so I didn't really know 100% of like, what to do. And it's hard not making a decision like, off of emotions at a state like that. So honestly, what worked best for me was um, just like talking with Brett and just making sure like, I'm not making the decision for both of us that like, he equally wants to do what I want to do and is what is best for us. It was really hard because obviously like we're very like family oriented people and um, our family is very large and um, just like deciding, like having to decide whether to like postpone and like wait even longer to be married for something that we like want so badly to be married now or to choose you know, choose love, to choose each other, and um, celebrate at a later date with our family, that, those were, like, questions that we had to, like, decide, like, what is more important. Um, is the venue that you were planning on having your wedding at, canceling July weddings at this point, or the decision really fell down on, like, safety, health, or just, like, you don't, you don't want to cancel it too late into it, like, what was your decision really falling on? Was it being for forced to cancel? They didn't tell us to cancel. It was definitely like um, a decision that like the three of us, four of us, like um, like our parents and us decided. And um, I guess like for me, like what pushed me to make the decision was a lot to do with like everybody's health. Um, Brett has an older family than I do. Like my family's fairly young and his, his grandma is in her like mid eighties and um, we knew she wouldn't miss this for anything. And so not that we like put the pressure on us of like our family's health, but, but in a sense we kind of did, like we kind of felt like responsible to make sure that our family stayed as healthy as possible. Yeah, because I mean, God forbid somebody gets sick after and you just automatically are gonna feel like right. that happened at your wedding. Exactly. And for us, like, like, we don't know what tomorrow holds. Like we, like, honestly, with anything in life, we don't, we don't, we're not promised tomorrow. But um, I guess like when I envisioned my wedding, I definitely didn't envision it with my relatives wearing masks. I didn't envision like that kind of stuff. And even though like a mask is like, so like, minor, but it just wasn't something that like, I wanted. And that's something you, it, 
for me, and I know for Robin too, so we've talked about this, seeing people with a mask on can bring a lot of stress to a situation. Yeah. Like, especially in numbers and multiple people wearing masks, it just, you want your wedding to be positive and uplifting and light and like exciting. And even seeing just a few people with a mask on, if a few people chose to wear one, it would be uncomfortable and cause a little bit of anxiety, maybe not for everyone, but it definitely, I feel like it would definitely put a little bit of a negative spin. Yeah. Um, so, um, a lot of our family members like that have like compromised health, like we don't know if they could even go. And, um, so that was just really hard because obviously like you want everybody to be there that is close to you and that, you know, that you love. So we just felt like we needed to make the decision for people that like that I didn't want anybody to hold the guilt of like we can't go because we're scared of our health you know so that was one thing that really pushed us to make a decision and honestly just like I feel like already with like not knowing when we're going to go back to work like we're so uncertain about that and to be so like to feel uncertain about something that you feel like so passionate and so certain about like I didn't that didn't feel right to me. Like, I know that like each day I'm going to choose Brett. Like we have a choice in that matter. And I just kind of felt like a wedding day is like supposed to be like one of the most exciting days. And now like it felt like it was getting taken away and we didn't feel, we didn't feel right about it. Like we felt like if we're so certain that we love each other, like we should go through with the wedding. So that was really hard, but it just, I think the hardest thing was just to make a decision. And once we made the decision, like it, a lot of peace like came over us. Once you did make the decision, did you then reach out to all your vendors and let them know that's what you're going to do? And how did they react? Were they, were they very nice about it? Refund your, your deposits or how Please tell me you got all your money back. Yeah. A lot of um, the contracts that you sign, your deposits aren't refundable, which we knew anyways um and luckily like a lot of the deposits weren't too crazy um obviously some were like thousands right but um so no we didn't get our deposits back um we reached out to like our so i guess like what we ended up doing is we're doing a really intimate wedding still on the day um on july 24th um it's just going to be like immediate family and um, we are gonna have our wedding party just because um, Brett has one brother and a mom and a dad and a grandma. And so my family, like I have tons of siblings that feel like my best friends. So we, I like want him to like have more. So that is really small number. And we're gonna do it at my mom's, like in her backyard. They live on a, like in a, on a farm. So they live on like an acre lot and then like a bunch of cornfield. I love that. I feel like that's knowing you, so, oh my gosh, that's going to be beautiful. Yes. I did not want like a country wedding at all because like being from the country, you know, but modern day country bride. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm like city at heart. So, um, but yeah, we're really excited. Honestly, it's going to be super laid back. And that's, I think that's honestly more us anyways. We, I reached out to like our photographer and by like the grace of God, she's so awesome. And she just was like, I'll make anything work. Like, obviously, like, with a photographer, you can be like more than six feet apart. So with that, it, that worked out really well. And um, we are still like, 
um, under the, like we still understand that like things can change at any moment. And when I reached out to her, I just basically was like, things changed on our end. And I just want you to know that like, we care about your family and your health also. So like, if you have to cancel, like we completely understand that. And that's not like the end of the world to us. So I felt like just being like um, real with people, I feel like you're gonna get a lot more in return instead of just being like, sending an email saying like, what can you do for us? And our, um, our baker that's we're doing like a cookie wall so like we're doing like individual cookies and then we're gonna do like um like a cookie cake that's like a tiered cake and originally we had like 500 cookies coming so like that's a that's a lot for her to make and then I reached out to her and I just said like I'm really sorry like plans have changed like um I will like we're willing to work with you like I know you're expecting that money like it's not her fault either that you know, the world went into like this pandemic. And so she was awesome and just said, you know, like, we'll make it work. Like whatever you need, like, it's fine. Like, I don't mind like doing less, blah, blah, blah. Cause we don't need, we do not need 500 cookies. Um, but the, um, the bar and the like catering company we're not going with anymore. And they basically just wish us the best, you know? Luckily, like, we didn't put, like, more than, like, $1,000 into those, so. You are the opposite of a bridezilla, Haley. Yeah. <laughs> luckily, we <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, yeah. Luckily. Yeah, I feel like, at the end of the day, like, money's money. Like, yeah, like, this is, like, thousands of dollars that we could have put towards something else, but we both knew that this was money going to this day, and my family made a good point, like, yeah, we've spent like thousands of dollars on this venue and that venue was going to provide a lot of memories and we aren't getting, as of right now, any money back from the venue. So it, that stings a bit because like I said, it's thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, but it's not money that we expected to have in the end. That is like the best way to say it. That is such a good way to look at it. And it's not like you're going to have to go to another venue and put. Um, yeah, exactly. Because like, honestly, like the way we're doing it with the tent and all that, like we're spending pennies compared to like the venues. And now with not having to pay for the rest of the catering where we are like not having to spend like five to six thousand more dollars on that, where doing it this way, like maybe like this wedding will cost like five grand compared to like the 20 to 30 that we were spending. So I hate to even say this, but I wonder if that's why the venue was dragging their feet on contacting you a little bit, because if it's your choice to cancel, then they can keep your deposit. But if they cancel on you, they. Yeah. So there is like a clause, like in our contract that basically says like, if for whatever, like whatever the reason is that is out of both our control, we are to get our money back. But, like, for me, which I totally, like, there's no right or wrong, right? Like, for me, like, I just was, like, I need to be certain about something, and I just need to make a decision so that I'm not waking up every day, like, depressed or, like, hopeful for something and then, like, let down and just, like, kind of, like, on that teeter-totter. Yeah, just move on 
on and, and move on to the next plan. Like, I'm like, I feel like I'm getting robbed of like this, like beautiful day. Like so many people talk about how amazing their wedding is. And like, I feel like it's getting tainted and like, that's like not me. Like, I don't, I don't like want to be negative. And like, I just told my mom, like, I just want to put my wedding dress on and get married. And you know, like, I'm sad that I won't get to spend it with like my extended family that feels like, you know, like my immediate family, but knowing they're going to be healthy, knowing like there's zoom and stuff like that, that they can be like a part of it in a way. I feel like makes me feel better. Yeah. Do you guys think about like, have you guys talked about having like a reception later when all of this blows over, like maybe next year, or, like five year anniversary or something like that? Yeah, we've flirted with the idea of like on our anniversary, like next year, like doing something, but um, not to the extent of like a reception, I would say more just like, um, like a cookout or something, just something like low key. So what? kind of advice do you have for like the 2020 bride? Because I know you're not the only one in our salon who's getting married right now and who's going through this. And you're just certainly not the only person, you know, a lot of people are in your situation. So what do you, what kind of advice do you have for the 2020 bride? I want to know your advice for the 21 bride too, because yeah, just because now it's always gonna be on people's mind. Like what if something crazy pops up during my wedding? Yeah. Um, I guess my like greatest advice is just like remember that a wedding is one day and a marriage is for a lifetime and I just like really like for like a few days I just rested in that and just kind of um you know just took a step back took a break just kind of really like gathered my thoughts and what's important to me is it how much money that we've put into this is that really what matters in the end of the day to me and again like there's no right or wrong to this. It's just, you know, be real with yourself and what you feel you want out of it is what you should put into and what you should do. Um, also, like, at the end of the day, do I, like, are these pictures going to really make me feel like it's everything? Like, it's, it's more for me sharing my vows and going the rest of my life like knowing I made this commitment and so for me like canceling my my wedding wasn't as big of a deal it was more I carried the weight of disappointing my family of like they're not all going to be there and my biggest advice is just don't don't put that like guilt and pressure on yourself as hard as it is like they're gonna love you and support you no matter what so if that's one of the biggest things like holding you back from doing what makes you happy, you just kind of need to like push that aside and just, and just do what makes you happy. Cause this is something that you're going to remember for the rest of your life. And yeah, like a pandemic is honestly like the worst thing that all of us could be going through right now, but we're definitely going to look back and be like, like we made it through with each other. You can't, you're supposed to get through all these hard times and, you know, times aren't going to be easy for the rest of our lives and things are going to happen that are going to test you. And, you know, if you choose love each time, like you're going to be so much happier in life. I'm a list mm -hmm. person and I feel like you are too. Did you like make a pros and cons list? Like things that are good about canceling away, things that are bad. I did. And honestly, like I love having a part, like parties. Like I, 
I get so excited about decorations and all that stuff. So that was like a huge thing is just like, I wanted to put on such like a nice day for like everybody to like have fun and to enjoy and knowing that I pretty much couldn't anymore. Like that was really, that was probably one of the big, like one of the bigger things that was like weighing on me. If you have like a really good support system, whether it be like extended family, like your, your parents or whatever, um, significant other, like I would really like encourage people to go to them for advice and they will give really honest advice and really hard advice, but be open-minded and um, accept the advice that they give you doesn't mean you have to like do what they say, but it's just another way of like thinking things through before you make such a big decision. I think going to your family, especially like a mom or someone who's really, really close to you, like a sister is like, they want you to have that wedding just as bad as you do, but they're not emotionally invested or financially invested as much as you, or maybe they are, but not as much as you. And so they can give like more logic solutions instead of they're having all a that different emotion. angle a little bit. And I think that's awesome too, how you said you were talking to your mom and like, angry and bitter and you're like that's not me I feel like when you make those realizations like I'm doing something because of a situation that's not really me it gives you a chance to really reflect and just that you notice that about you yeah that's, that's like a really growing moment and I think like through everything just trying to hold on to like something positive is gonna get you through it a lot better too just find one thing that you know, brings you joy. Um, it's okay to be mad. It's okay to be like angry, you know, like, like let allow those emotions to like be released because if you harbor them, like you're, it's, it's going to be a lot harder of a process and it's going to take a lot longer to like regain happiness and make a decision that you feel was the right decision to make. I think it's really hard right now because none of us really know the right thing to do we you know like we don't want to act on fear like we don't want to like make a decision because you know we're really we're super emotional so just allowing you know time and getting advice I honestly think that's the best thing to do um I know that there are a lot of like event coordinators that are offering a lot of um free um like information of like the steps to take to like postponing and canceling and all that. Um, those are super helpful. Personally, I didn't do any of that because I have a lot of time on my hands so I can reach out. And luckily, like I said before, like my mom has been extremely, extremely um, helpful in helping me come up with like the proper wording of like how to say things. And she's a lot more like direct than I am. So I like fluff things a little too much. So, um, she's really helped like, you know, try to help us get money back for things that we, we do deserve. If you hear anybody a lot, well, a lot of people will say, if I could do, have done one thing different, it would have been, yeah. I would have loved her. It would have been way smaller. Yeah. So it's and yeah. one thing that I held on to after my wedding was, did I say hi to everyone? Did I, did I look, mm -hmm. I appreciate everyone. And you're just going to have this like nice group of people that you're going to laugh with and you're going to give all your attention to. And I think you're going to look back and just be like, wow, that's why this happened. Thank you for that. Um, it's kind of funny 
how like in the beginning we wanted a small wedding and in the end like we're getting a small wedding so it's really funny yeah it's pretty ironic do you have anything else you want to add that you can think of that would be helpful or interesting for like um 20 20 brides i guess like for me like just starting on pinterest collecting ideas first um reaching out to as many venues and honestly i read all the contracts that we signed before we had signed them but i kind of wish i would look like read them a little bit more in depth um they don't think that they're gonna have to cancel or something you know? yeah yeah like um with our venue like not a lot of them i don't think a lot of venues require you to pay in full um 150 days before your wedding usually it's um like that month of or like a few weeks before but I think if I were to ever do it again, I don't know if I would have signed a contract out that far just because like a lot of stuff happens between like then and the wedding. So um, like 150 days doesn't sound like a long time at first, but then when you put it into like months, I feel like honestly, like there is no like definite answer for any of this. It's just, you know, like what you feel in your heart is right and what, you and your partner decide um, is best for you guys is honestly what you should do and stay true to you and firm in what you believe is best. And honestly, everybody will support you. I've gotten nothing but encouraging um, messages and it's been really awesome. And a lot of people have reached out just asking like, hey, when's your date? Like, I don't know when I should decide. And I wish I could give you guys like an exact like day date to the decide by but there isn't it's just what you choose and it's, you're stressing out over it like you were like I need to make a decision now because I don't feel certainty and I want to get excited again about my wedding a hundred percent yes that's exactly it and it's just honestly like I know like we can't control our life like we can't um know everything's gonna happen but like for me like I like to have like a little bit of like an idea of how it's gonna go <laughs> even though things you know change a lot I love that you're using social media to tell your story and to like put your story out there to not only like gain support from people but also to help support other people and then coming in here and just like there's so many people that need to hear this so that they can make a decision yeah I feel like um it's a it's just a really uncertain time for a lot of things and knowing that you're not the only one going through it um really helps and just knowing you know you have so much support it really will get you through all of this and maybe social media is not always like the best way to tell extended family that you're canceling or postponing your wedding for us we just kind of felt like we're done spending a lot of extra money and all of our families on Facebook, all of our family, you know, is on social media. So it's just the easiest way to just get it out and just, you know, close that chapter and just move on. Um, we have like made phone calls, you know, to like family just saying like, Hey, this is where we're at. And, um, we're sorry, you know, whatever. I've had, I think like two, maybe three, uh, weddings that I was attending this year that were canceled. And, knowing that they were probably going to have to be canceled because they're around the time that this is all going down. 
I kept checking social media. I'm like, they're totally going to want to just post it on social media, which is, I would never expect a piece of mail or a phone call from these people. I know like for us, like what we're going to do is just send out like a card saying like, Hey, we got married, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just for like something. But I just didn't, nobody wants to get like in the mail, like we canceled our wedding, you know, postponed for sure. It was a rescheduled one. Yeah. Cause there's like lots of questions. Like people go to like, Oh, like, did you guys break up? You know, like all that kind of stuff when they see canceled, when it's like completely due to a pandemic. So it just didn't seem necessary. Anyone's aware of what's going on. They're not going to be shocked by it or wondering. Yeah. Totally. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm so glad that you like made a decision and that you're like, you seem really, yeah, you seem really happy with your decision Mm -hmm. and maybe not happy with it, but content with it and with it and ready to just like plan this new styled wedding, this country vibe. Yeah. I was joking with my um, bridesmaids. I'm like, I feel like the luckiest person, like I get to plan two weddings. Like, you know, I got a taste of what both of them are like and Thank you so much for coming on today with us and being part of our first episode. It was so great seeing you and we cannot wait to see you again. This was so much fun and I really hope that all the stuff I shared with everybody will hopefully help out a 2020 or 2021 bride and that everyone's able to just stay happy and positive during so much uncertainty. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. We'll see you soon. Hopefully. Bye guys. Oh, I'm sweating. Okay. I need like cue cards. I interviewed the superintendent of Westland in fifth grade. (laughs) I was uh, one of the news anchors on our fifth grade, uh, whatever. And I had cue cards. It was so much nicer. Yeah, this is raw and real.